right. Here we go. And I fixed it. So now you can actually see me. I forgot to put my light behind my uh, one thing. So today we're going to talk about success. Shortcuts to success, I think, is what I put out there. Some ideas about success, like in shortcuts. Well, it always leads to the idea that are there ever any real shortcuts to success? You know, sometimes you do have to put in the footwork, put in the shoe leather to get to where you want to go, right? There are shortcuts you could do. I think there's things you could do because with the internet, everybody wants to talk about hacks, right? They, I think they still call them that, but like a mind hack or a physical hack to speed things up. I think you could speed things up, but sometimes you still got to do the work. You got to do something, right? Uh, so anyway, there's, there's that idea. So, but given that, what are some of the things that can speed up your success, especially in whatever that you're doing, whether it's a physical success, you're trying to get in shape, your business, uh, things like that, especially those two things. Well, to me, the number one thing would be, uh, and we'll talk about this, you know, would be modeling, right? Modeling, how to model, right? We talk a lot about that and we teach that, but do we do it enough on our own? Do we really pick a model we can work with, right? Who can you model, right? And that's a nice subject. You could be, because they can give you some of the, slight shortcuts so you don't have to go back and like they always say reinvent the wheel right you can take the wheel that's there and learn how to turn it there's that, that i like that analogy but still many people want to go and reinvent everything right so why not find out what what works especially if that person has what you want whether it's in your physical life or your personal life or your business life you know so who can you model right and that kind of goes with It'll be a quick talk here till we get to this topic, which goes with coaching. We talk a lot about coaching, right? So if, if you're going to model somebody from afar, well, you don't get the hands-on coaching. But if you do get some of that coaching, now these two go together with what I'm going to talk about and why it can fail, right? Picking the model or getting a coach can fail. And it, it's just that, well, first of all, we do have to say, there's a lot of very incompetent coaches out there, right? They're coaching in things that they should not be coaching in, right? I don't, when I, I think people have been in my coaching class, or I always say that, don't coach if you don't have an area of expertise. Yeah, that's why I'm always cracked up. This guy will show you how to coach, you know, um, C-suite executives. I'm like, do you have any experience with C-suite ex executives? No. Have you ever run a big business yourself? No. Have you ever written a best-selling book? That's all. That's the biggest shortcut, right? Um, no. I don't think this is going to work. You know, it's like, yeah, you, you you don't have the entry key, right? So there's a lot of incompetent coaches. Let's just be honest. And it's well, what it is, they they go to one of those classes. I'll teach you how to get big-ticket client coaches. You know, as a coach, to get you big ticket uh, clients, yada, yada, yada. And you go through a class, they usually teach you basic NLP techniques, which is what coaching mostly is. And at the end, they say, now what you do is you create your own class and you go out there and you sell it for five to $6,000. That's your big ticket, right? So you got people that have never really done it that are now teaching people how to do it. 
right? We had it, we had this problem, we still have it somewhat in hypnosis, right? There's a, there was a main trainer for the, uh, one of the big organizations. I won't mention his name, he's no longer with us, but he was notorious. You would take his basic hypnosis class and at the end of it, he tagged in the trainer's training. And while you're here, you might as well stay and do the basic and then go and become a trainer, even though you, you've never hypnotized anybody in your life, right? If you ask him, he was honest. He goes, well, I also know while they're in the room, it's easier to get money out of them. You know, they may never come back and take the, take the class later on. Uh, so that, you know, that's, so, you know, there are incompetent coaches. And if they're not incompetent, part of our job, if we're trying to find a model or a coach, is finding someone that has a process or a way of doing it that works for me. Or when you're doing it, that works for you, right? When you're doing it, that works for you. Um, I'll use a sports analogy on this one. And the sports analogy is the NFL, the National Football League, right? And in the National Football League, every once in a while, they'll talk about a player, a really good, now, if you're getting drafted by the National Football League, you've got to be good. You're one of the, I mean, a minuscule amount of guys that ever played football even get, hell, even make it to big time college football, let alone get into the draft and get drafted by a team. So they have some skill sets. You're not getting to that level unless you have some skill sets. And I would dare offer to you that you have the skill set. I'm doing my stuff. You would ha- you have the skill sets that are needed, right? You have that, but you still got to take your skill sets and find a system that it works for you, that you can thrive in that system. Because even if you're not a sports fan, you you could you could wrap your head around this because you always hear about an athlete, especially in the National Football League, um, especially a quarterback that needs to get with the right system, right? They'll take a quarterback that can run and he's very athletic. That's his skill set. That's what he needs to do at the next level. No, no, no. I only coach straight drop back passers. And they, it's not that they're not great athletes. It's not that they're, they can't throw the football. It's not that they can't do all that. That's not the system they're going to thrive in. And every once in a while, you'll see an athlete that gets in that situation and he gets out of that system and gets to the right system and he thrives, right? His skill set didn't change. He had a coach that was intuitive or good enough that could say, well, what's your skill set? Let's look at your skill set and build on your skill set, not try to make you something that you're not, right? make you something that you're not. And there are a few coaches you see at the, and I, it's the only, the only professional sports I, I follow anymore is the National Football League and a little bit of MMA um, because of Jeff and, and I, was, I wasn't in that world, but I did martial arts. And, uh, and I heard Jeff talk about it, that, you know, what he has to teach a coach when people come in to learn how to coach other, you know, like fighters, is that you don't take the fighter and make him blend to your system. You take your you take your system and blend it to fit that fighter, right? If you got a to use a movie analogy, you know Rocky was a bruiser, 
right? He didn't dance around and do all that. He was a bruiser, right? And in fact, in one of the movies, they tried to make him more of a boxer. It really didn't work too well because that his skill set was what it was, right? And yet we see that in our coaching, in the hypnosis, NLP, business world, or even the somebody wants to lose weight. It's like, what's what would work? You need to figure it out rather than just plug them into a system, right? And can you adapt your system to fit that if you're going to do one-on-one -on -one coaching? If you're just going to like model, go get videos and watch things online, well, then you have to like do some background to find out, will that system work for you? You know, will you really, you know, not that the person is not a good coach if you want to do what they're doing. Uh, I think I shared the story in one of my things I was talking, had a guy call me and he's been in my system, taking an LP, does hypnosis, yada, yada, yada. Well, he decides he wants to become a stage hypnotist. I said, great, right? I don't do it anymore. I'm not going to train people in it anymore. You know, done a couple hundred stage shows myself. That was quite a while ago. I understand the, the science, the technology and all that, but the marketing's changed, all this other stuff's changed. So I'm not the person to coach you. Right. So I started thinking about some people that he could go take some training with. Right. And there's a lot of people, a lot of people doing it. Well, first thing I was thinking is because he mentioned a few people, I go, are they really doing it? Right. Are they really doing stage hypnosis? Right. Because I could teach them the skill sets, not that hard, but unless they've had the experience, it's a little bit different. Right. Because, and that's, you know, we see that people, they, Take the training, they start training other people before they do it. So I said, first of all, make sure that they're doing it. Well, how do I make sure? He asked me. I said, well, go and look that look them up and see if they have show dates. Do they have a page to, on their website dedicated to stage hypnosis? Not that you can't have a big clinic. I know several people have big clinics that do all Dan Kendall comes to mind, right? But he has a show page on his website, which will he will give you the dates that he's doing shows right? That's great. Great. So I said, go do that. Well, one of the people he was looking at, he calls me, he goes, yeah, I found out they really don't do that many shows. I said, well, you can pick up an occasional one. So my question to this guy was, do you really, what, what do you want to do with this? That, you know, do you want to become a full-time stage hypnotist? You know, because I think that'd be really cool. I said, well, first of all, don't buy into the BS that you can do everything. You can be a full-time stage hypnotist and have a clinical practice really rocky. I go, one of them's going to suffer. Because even if you're only going to do one show a week, guess what? You're on the phone. You're booking new things. You're sending things out. It's a lot of work, right? When I was doing Stop Smoking seminars, I really didn't have a private practice. I couldn't. I was on the road a lot. If I wasn't on the road, I was recovering from being on the road. And then I was setting up to go back on the road. Right. So it's like, so, but if you really want to do it, so he goes, Oh, okay. And there's some guys. And I said, well, just do this. I go look up this one guy and he always puts his show schedule on. Right. And I saw it on Facebook. I said, go look this up. And he did. And it was like, you know, I still remember something was like, he was in Cleveland two nights and then a day off in like Akron at a comedy club and somewhere in Michigan uh, for a day. And then, I don't know if there was a day off, but then the next day in South Side of Chicago. And he goes, yeah, that'd be nice. I said, well, you realize, son, he was a younger guy. 
that uh, that whole time, you are not home. You are on the road. Even that day off, you're just you're getting to the next seminar. You're not staying in five star hotels. You know, if you got into the comedy club circuit, right? You're usually the guys that run the comedy clubs. They usually have a condo that they put people up in. So you're sharing a condo. You're not sharing it. It's yours for the few days you're there. But guess what? There was a guy there the week before and a lady there the week before. And it's kind of like staying in a very badly run hotel. You know, uh, the one I was in once, it was with a friend of mine. She, she was doing a club. And uh, uh, as she was telling me about the condo, it happened to be not too far from me. And it was, she goes, you know, obviously three quarters of the people that stayed there chain smoke cigarettes, right? And they were, you know, they, and she got there on a Sunday. The person had just left Sunday. Well, they, yeah, they left Sunday. She came in on Tuesday. The guy didn't have time to clean the condo. So she gets there. It's kind of trash because whatever, you know? So I say, you got to think about things like that. You envision, it's kind of like how we envision things. It's a five-star hotel. I'll fly home for two days and then fly back and do this. I go, no, 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 no. And also too, you know, what about your family? You told me you're married and you got a little kid. You're not going to see that kid for two weeks at a crack. Probably, right? And I go, no, I can share from this being on the road. And usually, everything will go great at home. And then once you get on the road, shit's going to break in your house. There's Your kid's going to get sick or the dog's going to get sick. You're a thousand miles away doing shows. And, you know... It's like, why are you here? Well, I'm doing this. Yeah, you know, it's like, so I guess I didn't paint a good scenario for the, for the gentleman, right? But, um, you know, so then he decided what he wanted to do was, you know, do a, he had a nice little practice. I said, well, you build that, you can do an occasional stage show. I, so I sent him to a couple of people that they, they can show you how to do that. So you're, you're doing stage shows in your region, in your area you know, the proms, the after proms, he happened to be in the Midwest where they were there and he could show you how to do it. I don't know how to do it, right? But that's like, you know, if he'd have went to the other guy, the guy would have trained him up in the system. It's not that the system doesn't work. It's just that, do you want to do that system, right? Same with, you know, if you're trying to get in physical shape and you're looking around and you get a uh, someone that's going to you know, help you change your diet and your exercise plan. Will it fit what you want? Will it fit you, right? You know, can you do what they're doing, right? And not everybody can, right? So you, part of our job on the front end is to figure out, will the model work for me? And if you're gonna get one-on-one -on -one coaching, does that coach system work for me? Or is he, flex he or she flexible enough to to change their system a little bit to fit what I'm doing, right? Uh, because we also see people that tell me, yeah, I'm in, I'm in a, I'll just say it, I'm in Tony Robbins coaching program. Well, no, you're not. You're never gonna talk to Tony Robbins, I guarantee it, right? Right? You're, you might have one of his coaches, he trains coaches, uh, but he doesn't really train them in what he does, right? He, he trains them in my opinion, he's much. I've trained a lot of his coaches, right? He's much. Just enough to do the basics with you, right? Uh, 
and he doesn't want and honestly i i think you know it's like it's just not in his best interest he literally has a couple hundred coaches right so he's turning them out and also if you got too good you know you might start undercutting it right and so it you know it's a process it's a process so you know there's the mass there's these guys out there with these huge strings Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone for the business stuff, right? And again, does that system fit what you want? You know, there's one great guy, he's out there, he's show you how to build a business, but his thing is, you know, for three to four years, you have no life outside of building your business. You know, none. You're doing this, this, and this. That's what you're going to do. Well, if, you know, if I was way less than half my age, no, I was never that ambitious, to be honest with you. I'm pretty ambitious, pretty competitive. But I like to do other things, you know. Um, that wouldn't work for me. Not that he's not a great coach, you know. But will that system work for me, you know? Uh, and it wouldn't, you know. It might work for other people, so. But that's my jobs. But also, too, they'll show you sign up for my coaching program. Well, you know, first of all, if you're really worth a billion dollars, why would you coach me for a couple hundred or a couple of thousand? Right, it's like this. The, the numbers make no sense. There was a guy I remember. He got in major trouble. His name was um, um, Marshall Silver. Right, Marshall Silver, the world's greatest stage hypnotist. The world's great. He had this infomercial. It was great. Well, and he headlined at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas for a while. I mean, not, yeah, I don't know him. Uh, I've met him, uh, but he was, and he got into business coaching. He was kind of going to do the Tony Robbins things just back in the late nineties when everybody was doing the Tony, Tony Robbins thing. And so he started this thing where sign up for my personal coaching program. If I won't coach you personally, one of my coaches will, who is a millionaire. So people were signing up. Well, of course, come to find out he was hiring people and paying them like 16, 18 bucks an hour to coach you. And he was showing you how to do it. Um, and basically, he got shut down by three or four attorney generals, including Nevada, California, because they're like, because one of the people that signed up just figured out after they did it, like, why is this guy coaching me for, I think it was $1,995. This was in the 90s. So he figured it'd be like $5,000 today. But why is he coaching me for that if he's a millionaire and also he's in this other system? which I know he's got to be splitting the money with the guy putting the system on. So why, you know, we like to think everybody would do this stuff out of the goodness of my heart. Right. And right now I call it the deification of the billionaire class. Elon Musk is so nice. He created it. It's like, he is a brutal businessman. That's how he's the most wealthy man on the face of the earth. You know, he threatened to shut down the Tesla plant because I think it was the electricians wanted to unionize right? Which might cost him a penny or two or whatever it might be. But anyway, but it's that idea, right? And so this, you know, this guy got in a lot of trouble um, because he was supposedly getting you trained by multimillionaires and um, it really wasn't. <laughs> so, but that's part of that, part, part of that would fall on me. Do your own due diligence. Does this process make sense? You know, how is this person making money in the deal? You know, because first of all, if I'm hiring you as a business coach and I look at the process and I go, there's no way this person's making money on the front end. Therefore, they're making all their money on the back end, which means 
they're not really going to teach you anything till you get into the second or third level. And instead of a few hundred dollars or a thousand dollars in the system, you're probably ten or twelve thousand dollars before they're going to teach you what it, you know, whatever it is, right? So, and that's just kind of this other stuff. So some of the shortcuts to success is find a good model. That's probably the strongest, you know, but a model that works for you, right? It's supposed to be like a scope site. Sorry, I'm not a good drawer, but it's like, you know, it's that works for you. And it's not that the models won't work. It's just that you need to tweak it to fit yourself, right? Or find, there's plenty out there, whether it's in business or look at getting in shape. There's all this other ones. I finally found somebody I really like, right? And he called, his tagline is, he puts the science back in exercise. He's a master's degree in physiology and all this. And I like it because he explains it. It makes sense to me. You know, I took a lot of his free stuff. This is how I would suggest people do it. You know, he's got stuff on YouTube. I sent, I sent his ab routine to uh, Michelle. It's like, it makes sense when you do it. It looks easy. It's like, Jesus, at the end, you're like, you can't breathe. This shit hurts, right? Because he's building on how things work. I go, I like this. So I took a lot of his free stuff. And then he, I looked and he had this program. You know, it's a 90-day program. I think it was only $97. He's not personally coaching you. It's a brilliant little website where you click and you do this, right? So I signed up, I think, I, and I've signed up for one more since then, right? Because I did my due diligence. I, I did his system, the free stuff that he offered online. Yes, it makes sense to me. This seems to work for me, maybe not everybody else, right? Um, and then I bought a little program, then I bought another program. I'll probably get another program, right? Because uh, it just makes sense to me, right? Um, he's making an awful lot of money, so probably hiring him personally is outside of my realm, right? I don't even know if he does it. He's probably doing so well on the online. I could understand why, you know, you might not want to personally coach people, right? So that's, you know, so find the model and there's plenty out there. I tried a lot. I didn't like for that. Same in business, same in this, same in that. There's a couple of my friends in this business of NLP and practice building and that their models are fine, right? There was a couple of, I've just, I just clashed with how their model worked. It didn't work for me, right? Works for other people. That's fine. You know? Uh, uh, and so uh, there's that. So that's the number one shortcut for a lot of things, especially if you have anything to do with business is um, write a book, write a book, right? the person that he's really harping that now because he's teaching you how to write a book it's not that hard i offer a course in that it, the way i do it's very lazy um uh, but um because he'll and he's he's put it out there and it's been on the internet so and he hasn't got sued so it must be true because he goes my evidence for this is uh, mr kawasaki did not get rich till he wrote the book on rich man poor man and he makes all his money on the book and the products and this and that. Maybe now he's in real estate and some of the other stuff he talks about. But he didn't do that until the teaching you how to do it is how he did it. You know, uh, Tony Robbins, same thing. His career took off. He was doing quite well. I will say that back in the early, early 1980s 
also too, he's a good model to look at because he he learned it in LP, but he happened to be in the system of Jim Rohn, who was the biggest seminar guy in the seventies. You know, he was doing seminars. These, you know, mainly motivational speaks speaking kind of stuff, right? And it was good stuff. It was good, but Jim Rohn knew how to put on a seminar. He knew how to put on a seminar, how to do, how to sell on the front end, how to sell on the back end. Well, Tony Robbins got in his system and was doing the motivational speaking, doing some of the coaching through the, through the Jim Rohn system, right? Then he went and learned NLP. Well, he had a system that he knew how to, he was the guy that knew how to do seminars, how to do workshops. A lot of the people, me included, that even in the NLP world, they got into it, Bandler, Grinder, that whole group. They didn't know how to run a business. They didn't know how to do seminars. Suddenly Tony Robbins comes in. Now they now he's got the skill set of NLP, which is what was missing even from the Jim Rohn stuff, right? And and it his it was working fabulously. You know, he was doing classes with 50 to 100 people in small, you know, what he does now, but it was a couple, you know, 50 to maybe 200 people, right? And he was making money. He was doing well. Well, it really didn't take off until he wrote the book, uh, Unlimited Power. Right? Once he wrote the book, Unlimited Power, and it became what Billy's holding up, which book? Anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> his business books but uh oh. we're dating ourselves here okay yeah but when he wrote the book unlimited power that became it was a best a true internet that's back when people still publish books regular you know and then his seminars took off because of the book his personal coaching took a leap you know, he went from charging a couple hundred bucks to work with somebody to a couple of thousand, right? And then as soon as the thing got bigger, well, then he could charge even more, right? And yet there's more with Mr. Robbins. Uh, he was doing obviously quite well, selling out seminars, doing this. Um, and then the guy's name escapes me, but he started doing practice, a business building with, wish John Oda was here. Uh, there was a guy who had a business building seminar and he teamed up with Tony Robbins, right? And they started doing business mastery, right? But it was under the other guys. He's the guy that put together the business mastery class. And then Tony brought in some of the NLP skills with business mastery, right? And so suddenly he wasn't just doing motivational seminars with, you know, unlimited power. Let's do the firewalk. Let's do this uh, with just anybody that showed up, um, he started doing the uh, business uh, seminar, business mastery, where he was targeting entrepreneurs, right? Well, the entrepreneurs had a little bit of money, they would spend it, right? Which is a good thing. And that's when his inner circle went through the roof, that it's $100,000 to join his inner circle. Right. Well, he was putting himself in front of people. They could spend that kind of money. Not all, but some of them could. And so they would. Right. And so then, you know, which also led into the celebrity 
in, insider circle and all that other stuff. So it's kind of fascinating that, you know, it was, um, and the guy's name escapes me, I can picture it. But um, so they did the business building seminars together for a few years. And then that man happened to pass away. And the way the deal was structured, once he passed away, um, it all reverted back to Mr. Robbins. And now he's doing the business mastery course. Um, and it's great because I've been there twice. And the one I was at, uh, I, I, it, was, it was actually one of the better seminars I've been in from a business standpoint. And cheap seats were $4,000. The average seat was 10, right? He had 2,500 people in the room and another 500 that were taking it, you know, offline. So just figure $3,000, 3,000 people at $10,000. That's pretty good. And then one of his coaches, who now isn't in the Tony Robbins world anymore, but he was one of his coaches, says, well, the real money that he was making from that seminar was the people that would sign up for his inner circle while he was there. Because he talked about all this stuff he's going to do at the next event, which unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, is only for my inner circle. da 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 give you a teaser. And then it's only for my inner circle. And I actually, as God is my witness... You know, as Billy would say in the Navy, this is a no shitter. I was standing up there uh, getting a uh, cup of coffee and that was hell because he doesn't like coffee. So you have to go find coffee. So I'm drinking this cup of coffee and a guy was there and he went up to the desk and says, yeah, when's the next inner circle event? The lady told him, she goes, but you can't go unless you're in his inner circle. The guy goes, well, how much is it? And she goes, what's well, $100,000. But if you sign up during this event, it's only 75. Right. And I'm standing there going, oh, that's interesting. And I, I need to up my game plan on how to work with people like this. He reaches in, takes out his black American Express card and goes, uh, just put it on that. Right. So he shelled out 75. And I found out he sold like a few dozen of those during the seminar. Right. That's what he was going after. Everything else was almost a loss leader. Because if you've ever been to a Tony Robbins event, people go like his date with destiny, there'll be 8,000, 8,000 people there when he used to do it all live. And they go, look at the money they're making. You know, it was between 495 and 995. But I'm like, you're renting a stadium, right? For five days. That's not cheap. He he buses in extra air conditioning units, right? They put up huge, all those um. Uh, screens, these huge multi-level, it's a multi it's a multi-media uh, event. And I'm sitting there going, that thing probably costs him a million bucks to put on, right? But the same thing, he's selling his business mastery or his, he used to, I think he still has it, what's it called? Mastery University. He has all these other courses that he's selling, right? And that's, you know, if you could afford a million dollar loss leader, you know, you're breaking even at the door, but you're in front of 8,000 people, just the numbers would say, this may, this may end well, right? Right? Because then again, people want to do things. So it's a lot of fun. So anyway, so the book, you know, write a book. And now in this day and age, it's not as hard. You can self-publish, which gives you the ability to hand out books. You know, I met a guy, his claim to fame, just, he was one of the first guys to uh, self-publish but he paid, they don't do it anymore. He paid to self-publish through the Small Business Administration, the SBA. And it was on 
uh, building a business, on marketing, marketing, excuse me. Uh, and his claim when he would be pitching you if you were the CEO of a company or the, you know, the chief marketing officer, he'd go, well, you know, you could hire a lot of people to come in and do your marketing, you know, teach your staff real marketing, or you could just, and he would take a thing out, sign it, go, or you could hire the guy that wrote the book on marketing for the SBA, right? And he was busy enough, he, like he said, he would close about 75% of the people. And these were, you know, this was a big ticket sales was for big corporation. It's pretty impressive, right? Well, they don't do that anymore, but even if you just self-publish a book and you're talking to somebody about it, well, let me give you a free book. And if you self-publish, that'll probably cost you between, you know, two to $5 is all it costs to self-publish a book, right? And then, I mean, color, nice, and you can just hand it out. You know, it's the new business card as some people are saying. So that's some of the shortcuts to success, not just find a model, find a model that works for you, do your research. The great thing about a really good, you know, there's one guy, I won't name him. Uh, he's all over the place with this NLP. He's the world's best NLP guy, which bothers the world's best NLP guy. But uh, he's, he's pushing it. It's like, and I remember when he started, I looked him up. He had no social media presence. Now he does. It's a few years later. So it's like, but he was a hell of a marketer, right? It's a hell of a marketer. So anyway, so find a model and you could Google people, watch YouTubes, see if their system works for you. Try some of the, if they offer free stuff, uh, a lot of them do that. Get on their mailing list. Find out, do you, do you like their mailing list? Do they, you know, a lot of people drop out of mailing lists because they over market, whatever it happens to be. And if you're going to do the personal coaching, you know, find out, are the, is their system flexible or is it very rigid, which is still okay as long as it fits for you. And if it's anything with the business or marketing or business building kind of thing, write a book, right? Or even if you want to be the person to help other people lose weight or whatever, write a book so you can hand out the book. So that's a little bit on the... Um, shortcuts, if you will, to success, even though really there are no shortcuts to success, but that might work a little bit. Let me remove my pen and come up here to gallery view. All right. Any questions? New lips. I'm trying to break them in there. Okay. Comments, questions. How about Mr. Reed in California? I was just, I was out there. Yeah, on the left coast? Yeah, I was out there last week. In beautiful Arizona. Burbank, California. Oh, Holly Weird. Yeah. How was that? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Worked on a movie. What more do I want? So. Uh, in Burbank. So it was. Uh... NBC Universal, NBC Universal? No, they, they use some small studio, independent studio. And okay. a couple of private residencies. So. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that around where they've got the acting schools on corners and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you too can <laughs> be yeah, seen on screen. Yeah, and most of the acting teachers don't act. Right. That academic thing. If you can't do it, you might as well teach it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and a few do it, 
the people I take acting classes with, one's an agent, some of you know him, uh, Albert Vermonte, and he'll teach you what he's looking for as an agent, right? They, they have a casting director drop in and they'll tell you what they're looking for as a casting director. And the other guy teaching it is an actual working actor who I've seen pop up on all these, you know, not a name you would know, but it's like, oh, I know that guy. Oh, I know that guy, you know? So that's, like you said, I did my homework. Yeah, that's like, okay, you know, and they work on how you fit, you know? So, cool. Yeah. Does that make sense to everybody about like shortcuts and how to, and the, the fallacy of uh, these master coaches? Yes, well, uh, I, um, I was holding back is that you're still recording. I don't know whether you wanted to uh, kill that. Uh, okay. All right. Well, next week, I'll put, let me finish this. Next week, we're going to talk about gratitude and there's a special reason and we'll talk about that. Until next time.